Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray taking smoke, potentially from a wide receiver's family member. Do we have a Cleveland Browns situation on our hands? Sean McVay assisting Cliff Kingsbury, clinching once again, but this time in the form of wingman. And Daniel Jeremiah's first mock draft is out. And I couldn't disagree more with DJ in the pick for the cards. It's Bo Brock. It's Alex Clancy. It's Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Fired up. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy. We've been covering the team for, what, about a decade now, uh, just during our radio careers. Been in and out of the facility in Tempe, out there in Glendale on game days, sometimes just uh, making it through games and a lot of times enjoying what we see. Uh, make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnAZCards, at Clancy's Corner to follow Alex, and at Bob Rack, easiest way. To find me, Bo Brock. In this episode, it's brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. You heard the open. Lots to get into today. It's Kyler Murray taking unnecessary smoke from teammates, family members. We'll get into that conversation and what it means for that player's future. As far as the desert is concerned, already a lot of speculation on social media about this player and whether or not his days as an Arizona Cardinal are done or if he's going to lock into a lucrative extension. And then Cliff Kingsbury getting the assist from his boy, his daddy, Sean McVay. I think it's safe to say that. Sean McVay owns Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals. Unfortunately, it was not going to be a reverse of the trend after their victory in week four. Instead, uh, it was two more losses to McVay and the Rams down the stretch, and one that sent the Arizona Cardinals into the offseason in the wild card round of the playoffs. Alex, let's get into this conversation. Christian Kirk. Now, I, I don't know. I can't confirm that this is Christian Kirk's mother, but uh, a listener pointed this out to us uh, on the day that we're recording this. Here's the screenshot. Keeper of the real at B Mad FTS. Really hope Christian Kirk gets free from Kyler so he can show people that he's a good slot receiver. And then uh, somebody on Twitter with the name Melissa Kirk at Walk the Talk underscore CKJ said Amen. And if you kind of do a little digging and you look at the uh, the profile, it it very well could be Christian Kirk's mom saying. You know, amen to that, that Christian Kirk needs to get out of this offense and not take passes or non-passes from Kyler Murray. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, this is the second Christian Kirk-centric story that we've gotten over the last week and a half, neither of which were him as the source. I guess his girlfriend is a real estate agent, and that picture that was posted by her was a house that wasn't Christian Kirk's that was on for sale. Like, here's the thing, though, and if I can be blatantly straightforward and this isn't a dig or anything whatsoever this shouldn't be that big of a story because he has like if they don't re-sign christian kirk the team's not going to implode okay now who's at fault the christian the kyler murray 
you know, uh, the the Kyler Murray, Dan Taylor, you'll get another damn shout out. The Kyler Murray like wave of this is Kyler's fault, not Cliff Kingsbury's. Stop it. Okay. I'm sure that there's, I'm sure take a 50, 50 split. Okay. At most for how much, for who's at fault here. I mean, Kyler Murray did not play well down the stretch. He probably threw the worst pass. If you could call it that of his football career, Mm-hmm. Since he was knee high to a duck, and when he was five years old playing football, like the worst time, the worst pass. But guess what? That's not the first time a twenty-four year old's thrown a bad pass at a bad time. Mm-hmm. So everybody needs to not look at that as like the like the tipping point for what what went wrong with this season. This season was lost in like week fourteen when they couldn't win a football game. So Christian Kirk, Kyler Murray, sure, I'm sure there's some fault on Kyler's end for not elevating Christian Kirk. However, and I've said this ad nauseum, I think it's more scheme and play calling than it is Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk's inability to link up because we've seen it over the last couple of years where mm-hmm. it's serendipitous between the two of them when, you know, you know, when they hit. So I don't know. I mean, I think the blame pie, it's got a lot of slivers. It's got a lot of pieces to it for what's <laughs> happened over the last two seasons, the second half of the last two seasons. I, I don't know where the reluctance stems from with Kyler Murray and really embracing the slot wide receiver position. I, I don't know if it's just not an emphasis in the offense. I don't know if it is a schematic thing with Cliff or if it's Kyler Murray and him going or not going through his progressions. We know that he loves his outside receivers, right? He loves to throw the deep ball, especially on third and short situations that he's got one-on-one with uh, the you know opposing cornerbacks. We, we saw that at nauseum, and we even saw Christian Kirk be the beneficiary of those uh, early in the season. He connected with them a, a couple times on fourth down, which were big plays for the Arizona Cardinals at that time. And then late in the season, some key moments where Christian Kirk didn't come up with the big grab. Two of them stand out to me. One to, against the Indianapolis Colts when the offense was just sputtering, and then another one against Dallas that could have just put that game away. Instead, they did it on the ground. Um, look, I, I'm not going to knock a family member for being in the corner of, of, of their of their the player that's on the team. It, I, I'm surprised that Kyler Murray's taking flack from this family family member. Um, but yeah, he just didn't. He doesn't look at the middle of the field that often. Uh, as far as the slot routes that they run, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald was a guy that had a hundred yard uh, recep- receive uh, receptions for what a couple of years running in the slot position. And then when Cliff Kingsbury takes over, Kyler Murray takes over at the same time, he didn't get as many looks in the offense. And it's just not the tight end hasn't been emphasized and the slot receivers haven't been emphasized. And I think at some point, especially when you look at the successful offenses, especially the ones that play deep into the postseason. I mean, Tom Brady, he, he made guys careers just because they played the slot position in the offense. So, I'm kind of confused by it, but I I still am not on board with all this Kyler Murray slander. Like I get the criticism. There's criticism. It's deserved, but not at the level of, Hey, Kyler Murray is a, is a disaster and he's not a franchise quarterback anymore because he finished the season on a slump. Yeah. I mean, this is like, this is just a cauldron of excrement that we're going to have to talk about 
for the next handful of months until we start to see what the new iteration of the loss of the Arizona Cardinals are, is going to look like. I mean, this is cause you're right. I mean, every, everything you said is pretty much spot on. Like, no, he doesn't um, emphasize the slot. That may be on him. Um, it could be on scheme. It could be on, you know, on play calling. He likes to go to his first read and he, or he likes to get out of the pocket. Like mm-hmm. I will. And I've said this and I'll continue to say this. Christian Kirk will thrive in a different, in a different offense. And then the problem with this is we don't know what's wrong with it. We just know there's something wrong with it. Where, where do you, th- just give me a couple of examples. Who do you, where do you think he could thrive? Because where, where um, I, I would think the ideal, where the ideal fit. So he would be, you have, uh, we'll see what happens with MVS because he's going to be a, a free agent. So is Devonte Adams. So you've got the two top guys out there. If Christian Kirk goes there, he's the number one receiver. I don't, I don't think no, that no, he wouldn't work. be number one receiver there. No, no, no. It would be Alan Lazard, the absolute six, five machine that they put in the slot. Like they could put it, they put him outside and use Christian Kirk to just rummage in the middle as like a true surefire slot receiver with Aaron Rodgers. He would get nine targets a game. Like, I mean, there are so many, t- like so many. Okay, fine. I think there's a handful of teams where he would, where he would thrive and green Bay is definitely one of them. Maybe that's easy because it's Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just I just think that his his growth is capped here for some reason. Because it, it it's been capped. We've seen it. We've seen the or ceiling. He is who he is. I mean, I, I think it's so I mean, he's been in the league four seasons and he's yet to, you know, have a thousand yard receiving season. He had an extra game this year. He's made big plays. He's a fringe wide receiver too. He just is who he is. Can he have a solid use like What's his ceiling? He's not Cooper Cup. We know that. You no. know, he's he's not uh he's not Devontae Adams. He's not a wide receiver one. I mean, I don't know what the issue is. Like in an ideal situation, he's the the third best option in in a in an offense. If he goes to Kansas City and he's he's just picking up, you know, the scraps from Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, he probably has a monster season. But you know, that's because the defense has to emphasize covering those two forces. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just, what I foresee happening though, is this is his chance for his first real payday. Second Mm -hmm. round pick got some cash. There's going to be teams with the elevated salary cap that are going to need number two, number three wide receivers. Yeah. And he's going to go somewhere and get 25 mil guaranteed over four years or something like that. He's going to get paid. And that's the only deterrent for him going to an actual content. I think he's going to go to a bad team and he's going to mm-hmm. get paid a lot. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's the path. And then after that, he's good enough to be in the NFL for seven more years. Like we've seen, there's so many bad receivers that don't produce. Um, 2018, 2019, not his fault. One of the worst teams in NFL history. He caught Josh Rosen's first touchdown pass a 75 yarder streaking down the sideline in San Francisco. Um, and then the offense was terrible in 2019, Kyler's rookie year also, with Larry Fitzgerald as their de facto wide receiver one. So, like, but we've seen that he's getting close. He's not a 300-yard-per-year receiver. But, like, he's going to go somewhere bad, and he's going to get paid a lot of money. Do you think he ever eclipses 1,000 yards receiving in his career? Sure. Yeah. I mean, because the injury concerns have kind of subsided. That was the first knock on him was that he was injured. He missed a few games here and there. but. He plays, 
he just doesn't produce. Like, yes, I think, especially with the 17th game, I think he'll, because, I mean, if you're telling me that you don't see a couple huge fantasy football week winning performances out of him a year, like, I, I, I've seen it. I, I've, I had, him, I've had him rostered before, but then yeah. also at the end of the season, he goes Two away. 36. Yeah. He goes, he goes away. Yeah. Well, oh man, I, I, I just, I think he is who he is with all that's going on outside of, you know, what's you know his conversations with the Arizona Cardinals, which we don't know anything about, you know, with all this stuff on social media. I mean, it just seems to be pointing to he's going elsewhere. It seems that he was, a you know, at some points, uh, a disgruntled employee, because I don't think it's just, hey, his family's speaking out of turn here. I'm sure it's like they're they're talking to him after the game or or whenever, and he he's voicing his displeasure with how his looks or his lack of targets in the offense. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, we got to tell you about this incredible app. Always excited to tell you about it. Get upside. If you buy gas, you need to know about it, and you need to go to the App Store, Google Play right now, and download it. You can use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. You'll get 25 cents per gallon or more in your first fill-up. Cash back. Don't pay full price to pump any longer. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN for 25 cents per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot, they're making earnings as much as two, $300 in cash back a year. There's no catch. The cash gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime in your bank account, PayPal, e-gift card, or on Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. Alex, what you got? TOUCHDOWN. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues through 60 more minutes. Um, you know, it could be a hundred minutes cause there's no, um, you know, there's no ties in football in the playoffs, but mm. most likely 60 minutes. Um, betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up to the minute, uh, info on, it's got pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. That was lovely. That was beautiful ah, what you did. You know what else is honey in my voice? Is is people subscribing to the YouTube page in yeah. droves. Big thank you. We finally hit Dialstone. LOC2K, Lock2K, Locked on Cardinals is at the 2,000 subscriber mark, and we're so thankful to everybody who subscribed, watched, listened to Locked on Cards, whether it's on our podcast, free and available on all platforms, and, of course, our YouTube page, which is now over 2,000 subscribers. Great content uh, over uh, in the hundreds as far as the videos. You can start in the in late or early summer last year throughout the season ride that roller coaster with us the highs the lows it's all there and then now the the off season where we're going to continue our great daily content here on lockdown cardinals a big thank you from alex myself and of course everybody at the lockdown podcast network from the the pod father himself david Locke, to our guy ross jackson who runs our channel uh just incredible work from everybody getting this thing up and running and we're so grateful for that uh speaking of being grateful uh, despite handing him a handful of L's, Sean McVay continues to assist his boy Cliff Kingsbury. Probably the very reason Cliff Kingsbury got hired 
and Alex will point this out, after Steve Wilkes was fired after one year, the team had an overcorrection. And at, the, at that time, going from 2018 to 2019, uh, Sean McVay was the hot, come on, he was the hot name. He was the young offensive play caller. He'd taken the Rams from uh, being this team that had some nice draft picks that could never hit. They looked like they missed on Jared Goff, and then Sean McVay was able to transform that, and everybody wanted the next Sean McVay. Cliff Kingsbury kind of fit that mold. Zach Taylor, he worked with them. It seemed like anybody who had uh, Sean McVay in their in their contacts got an interview, and Cliff Kingsbury did. Um, I'll show you a clip from one of our, our podcasts earlier this mm. summer with Peter Schrager, but long story short, Sean McVay introduced Cliff Kingsbury apparently to his current girlfriend. Uh, this is from Black Sports Online. Cliff Kingsbury wanted to impress an IG model. He met and he asked Sean McVay to hook him up with some field passes. McVay did him a solid, and the IG model has been ID'd Cliff Kingsbury's new lady. Who, I mean, who said true love doesn't exist any longer. Yeah, L for love. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, when we had Trey, are you going to play that clip? Yeah, I'll play it for us. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, so I think it was the it was him and Bill Simmons. They had Sean McVay on. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Or no, no, no. It was Schrager and McVay, and they they talked about that. They had an off season uh, podcast together, and Schrager sure. like this is one of the best. Like my dad initially told me about this six months before we had Schrager on, or a couple months before we had Schrager on, and I remember to ask him right at the end, and I'm really happy that I did because this was gold. Here's the clip. Peter Schrager joined Lockdown Cardinals this summer. Cliff sends Sean a text, I want to say the Sunday morning of the game. So the plan is already in the books. Everything is set for the NFL Week 17 finale. Cliff feels pretty good and just says, hey, um, can you do me a favor and can you get me uh, a field pass for this game? Now, Sean is like, it's hours for the game. <laughs> division rival um and there had to be other places that cliff could have gone with this one but the truth of the matter was it was the last game ever played in the la coliseum so all of a sudden this nothing game for both sides was the hardest ticket to get in la because people have some sort of sentimentality towards the 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 stadium and you had like dignitaries and the rams gave out all their season passes and you know after cliff went to other people we're like i i gotta get a feel like Finally, Sean texts back and is like, dude, uh, yeah, I can I can ask, but like, what's going on? And Cliff basically says, there's this model I met on Instagram. I promised her I could get her on the field before the game. It's no big deal. It's nothing special. If you, ha if you can, great. If not, no, I won't even see this person. But yeah, I, just, I, I don't know what happened. I just kind of gave my word that I could. She's in LA. Um, let's just say that she was on the sidelines before the game. McVay made it happen. So they had a good chuckle about it. And I the ultimate wingman, Sean McVay, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock live or back here on the podcast, uh, locked on Cardinals. Great to uh, hear from Schrager. We'll of course try to catch up with him this off season, leading you up into the 2022 season. But once again, Sean McVay coming through for his guy, Cliff Kingsbury, not only did his Rams beat the Vikings, to put the Arizona Cardinals into the postseason because they couldn't win their game that week. But he clenches him true love uh, by hooking his, his girl up with the sideline pass. I mean, Cliff, 
you know, no socks and Instagram models. That's that's <laughs> that's his thing. And Sean McVay, like Schrager is the perfect storyteller for it too. Cause mm-hmm. it's like it's like Cliff asked him for for a pass to get onto the NFL lot or something like that. Like it just it was it was so fun to hear from that perspective. Um, yeah, this isn't a new story. Like the tweet that came out, this is from two years ago. So right. people were commenting like, well, maybe you should have been preparing for the game instead of this was from two years ago. So, um, but the Instagram model is ID. That's, that's interesting that Cliff being as open, you know, I'm surprised it hasn't leaked sooner, but yeah, I, whatever. Cool. Yeah. I, we need to find Thank you. you Sean a, McVay. We need to find you a Sean McVay. We need somebody to <laughs> get Alex uh, some true love. Should, out I, there. should I find my bitter rival that I happen to be <laughs> friends with? Like, that's the dumbest thing. Should I, I mean, the fact that like, the boys club is only allowed when everybody's winning. You know, it's not like Sean McVay sees Cliff Kingsbury as a non-threat. So obviously they can be friends, mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't, I don't know if him and, him and Kyle Shannon work together. So I'm sure they're, but I don't know Yeah, the whole thing. Just Daniel Jer- Jeremiah released his first mock draft and uh, we did our first mock draft Monday and I couldn't disagree with DJ, even though I have the utmost respect as far as the draft analysts experts go. I think he's the best in the biz. Uh, it's nice to have Mike Mayak hopefully back in the picture doing his thing after he was relieved of his duties with the Raiders. But uh, DJ is one of the best and I disagree with him. I'll tell you who has the Cardinals taken at 23 before we get out of here unlocked uh, on Cardinals. But um, look, Got to tell you about the best tasting protein bar of all time. If your New Year's resolution, remember those? That was uh, that was over a month ago. If you if you stuck to it, congratulations. If you're if you're st- like just holding on as far as staying in shape, I got a secret weapon for you. It's the Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein on the market. It tastes like a candy bar and better than most candy bars because of the nutritional factors that it brings to the table. 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs, and 17 grams a muscle packing protein. When I get the urge, when my sweet tooth kicks in and I'm like, no, 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 I can't, I can't put a 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar into my body. I reach for the old built bar. Cause I'm not, I'm not making any consolations on taste because it is the best tasting protein bar on the market. Save yourself some cash in the new year as well. Go to built.com. Use the promo code locked 15. That's locked one five. Get 15% off your order. It's using the promo code locked 15. For 15% off at built.com. Com. Oh, yeah, there you go. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, <laughs> Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel. 2,000 subscribers now. Incredible. Unbelievable. Couldn't have done it without you. Hit us up on Twitter as well at Locked on AZ Cards, at Clancy's Corner, and at Bob Brack. So Daniel Jeremiah released his latest mock draft or his first mock draft, uh, the most respected. Draft analyst, in my opinion, uh, really knows what he's talking about. He comes from the scout. He has a scouting background. He has a front office background. And now he's uh, he's the best guy to do it on TV and on podcasts and on radio. Uh, but I couldn't disagree with him any more than I do with this one. He has the Arizona Cardinals at 23 overall, Alex, taking an edge rusher out of Michigan. No, not Aiden Hutchinson, the guy that was invited to New York. He's actually going to be in the conversation for the top two picks. But uh, David Ajabo, who is 6'5", 250 pounds, had 11 sacks in the shadow of Hutchinson. Here's why I don't like it. Um, he's raw, very raw prospect, and he sucks against the run. It's like, how does that help the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, um, I like the intent 
Now, I, I wonder if this means that they're going to try and go get a run stuffer in free agency. And like, here's the thing is like what we've seen over the last handful of years. I'm going to get back to the point in a second. What we've seen over the last handful of years is aging, but not old run stuffers get jobs. Like, like look at what Yannick Ngakwe has done. He's been on a bunch of different teams. He's not young anymore, but you, people can be had like that to stuff up what Jordan Phillips is supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. you know, and you could definitely draft one in the later rounds. So I appreciate the thought process behind it because the Cardinals 100% need an edge rusher. And this would fit the narrative of moving Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins inside or having one of them inside and one of them outside, depending on what happens with Marcus Golden. But they need an edge rusher slash outside linebacker that they can rely upon and they Mm -hmm. need to hit. And Michigan had a very good defense this year. So I understand the point. Mm -hmm. And also I agree with you that it's got to be like, it's not like a, not like an Isaiah Simmons um, I refuse to say jack of all trades. Jack of all trades, gunslinger, and bell cow. Those are the, those are the three worst things that people term uh, NFL players. I, I hate it. Um, they need somebody that is the entire package that can play their position at an elite level and bleed into other positions if need be. And I don't know if that's the case for uh, who Daniel Jeremiah selected for the Cardinals of 23 in his mock draft. I mean, first off, I mean, Vance Joseph's coming back. You're drafting a guy that's probably not going to see the field uh, again. You know, if he's a, if he's a raw prospect, it, it fits the mold. Is the last two first round picks on the defensive side of the football uh, a run stopping a run liability? Um, you just can't do it. I mean, will they do it? Likely, you know, and that's the frustrating thing. Yep. Um, I, I just, yeah, I mean, take out. Uh, it, it, you would have Ajibo, you would have Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, all of them struggle against the run. All of them. And it's like, what, what's your, what was your Achilles heel on, on defense last year and that was stopping the run? And, and this, this is where, when you're an Arizona Cardinals fan and you're, you're going through mock drafts, especially at 23, you thought it was bad at, uh, where were they last year? 16? Uh, so, you thought right it was there. bad, you know, when they were in the top 10, like... National analysts, they just look at it from needs. Like they'll say, like Alex pointed out, yeah, it's good. It's a good theory. Uh, get an edge. It looks like Chandler Jones, you know, he could leave this organization and, and they're going to need somebody to get to the quarterback. But when you really kind of peel out that onion, it's just not a good fit. But national analysts are going to, they're not going to give the Cardinals as much thought as they're going to give to other teams, unfortunately. I just think that that's reality until. You know, it comes down to it, and Peter Schrager is picking the right uh, what his intel is telling him at twenty three. He'll know what the pick is well, by, and that didn't day. happen until what seventy two hours before the draft last year. Uh, yeah, that's about right. You know, like I mean, even maybe even forty eight or maybe probably seventy three days with Zayvon Collins. That name came out of nowhere. Like he was on their radar, but he was towards the bottom of their radar. It was you know there were you know myriad different players, and then when Schrager put out Zayvon Collins, like oh okay, there's the pick. Got right. it. Um, yeah, you know it's. National notoriety, national recognition needs to be earned. The Cardinals mm-hmm. are an afterthought because they've been an afterthought. You know, it's it, it's pick it's pick a spot, it's it's pick a position of need and pick a guy that's good, just like Daniel Jeremiah did. This is so early that we're doing mock drafts now that it's just it's kind of silly. I have a, a I have a wish list. I have the 
the mock draft godfather himself. I'm super excited. I, I'm, I've reached out. Hopefully we can get him on um, this uh, and I'll, I'll keep that tight to the vest. But yeah, I mean, mock drafts, like it's good for fodder. Um, Steve Kahn is probably going to draft a running back or a wide receiver, or, you know, whatever he's going to do to try and keep his job this time. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be null and void and Bo and I are just losing pounds and losing our <laughs> hairlines, just trying to speak some rationality into, into the situation. Let us know if you like the pick from DJ in the comments on the YouTube page, who you think they should go with. We did our first mock draft. Uh, I had the Cardinals taken Ahmed Gardner at a Cincinnati, the cornerback who never allowed a touchdown during his entire tenure. Alex had the Cardinals taking an offensive tackle, correct? Yeah. Uh, in, in that position at a Virginia Tech, was it? It was Northern, uh, Northern oh, Iowa. Oh, yes, that's right. Yes, Northern no. Iowa. So out of Kurt Warner, David Johnson, you. All right. Well, we will be back with you with another Mock Draft Monday, breaking down Kyler Murray's Pro Bowl performance. We've got the Cardinals gang at the Pro Bowl getting ready for it on our uh, on our Twitter account right now, at Lockdown Easy Cards, if you want to see that video. Follow Alex at Clancy's Corner and follow me at Bob Rack. Uh, going to be some great uh, insight coming this week. Actually, I think we're going to have Sam Ocho on the podcast next week. Hmm. Already saw that he's going to be on Radio Row, um, former Arizona Cardinals linebacker. So what he has to say about the state of the franchise after a couple not-so-strong finishes. We'll get into that conversation next week. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday.